The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. gathers and now my watch begins welcome to the throne room the unofficial game of thrones internet radio show exclusively on poppychularadio.com poppychular radio pop culture on demand today is thursday june 9th 2016 and i am priscilla of house martell and commander of this particular night's watch during tonight's broadcast we're going to recap review and dissect the latest episode of the hit hbo series game of thrones please welcome my co-hosts Iron for Mice, it's Izzy of House Forester. Hey, what's up, Internet? And Fire and Blood, it's Evelyn of House Targaryen. Happy, everyone. Now that we've gotten introduction settled, let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 7, titled The Broken Man, and aired June 5th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Marjorie convinces Elena Tyrell to return to Highgarden after the High Sparrow suggests that he will come after Elena following her attempt to take up arms against the Faith. John, Sansa, and Davos rec- recruit the Wildlings and House Mormont to the cause, but remain outnumbered by the Boltons. In desperation, Sansa writes a letter begging for aid. Jamie arrives at Riverrun with Bronn and goes to parley with the Blackfish, which is ultimately unsuccessful. Thien and Yara spend their last night in Volantis before sailing to Marine. In Bravos, Arya seals passage to Restoros, but is attacked by the Waif. She escapes, but is badly wounded. Sandor Clegane is revealed to have survived his fight with Brienne of Tarth after being saved by a Septon and his followers. When men from the Brotherhood Without Banners threaten to eventually slaughter the group, Clegane decides to take up arms to get revenge. As for ratings, TV by the Numbers gave the show 7.801 million viewers and a 3.9 in the ratings. But what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? I'll start with Izzy. I really like this episode. I love the beginning of this episode. And when they're like building that little tower and you see this little community. And I'm like, all right. Game of Thrones is starting right, and then by the end of the episode, I was just I was just shaking my head the entire time. I felt so bad for the Hound specifically because I like as soon as you start the episode, like you see him, and I'm liking him already. I'm like, yes, the Hound is not dead; he's back. And then by the end of it, I'm like, just like, no, 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 not like this. But um, my initial reaction to it, like. I, I don't know. I loved it. I think it was great. I It's possibly my favorite episode so far. Wow. Strong words. Evelyn, what did you think of it? I thought it was a really good episode as well. It started out and I was like yelling at my TV because we called this like a few episodes back, I believe. We were talking about it like, well, we never actually saw 
the hound, you know, dies. So I think it was Brittany that actually said it, that he was still alive. And lo and behold, he, he actually was still alive. And I was like, oh, my God, we knew it. We called it. We called this like weeks ago. And, you know, it was a very it was a very intense episode. And then the end of the episode as well, you know, it was like, oh, my God, I was yelling at the TV again. <laughs> I'm going to say that I didn't call this like I, I I thought he was dead. So when it started panning up and you saw his face, I was like, shit, now I got to like face my cousin who was just kind of like I told you I told you he was alive and like face everyone else saying the same shit but this is how you do a setup episode I think like last week was a setup episode and it was boring this week it was a setup episode but everything seems to make sense and like just gets you hype for what's gonna happen next but there's a lot of storylines going on now like I, I, I they can't finish everything so in a way, it makes me happy because we've got a lot to watch. But in another way, I'm like, it's going to leave us with a lot of like open ends at the end of the... the how they, many... We only have three more episodes. Yeah, We're not going to get everything. Yeah, I was about to ask. How many episodes do we have? I think it was three. I, mean, I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. Um... Yeah, that I think that same episode where we were talking about the Hound, you were like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. That you really thought he was gone. And I think Brittany and I was like... You know, we didn't see him die, so like, obviously he's not dead. I think that in Game of Thrones, if you don't see somebody die, like they're they're like they're dead, dead. I'm, they're probably not dead. You know what that I mean? would apply. That would apply to Stannis though too. Like we like we didn't a, a lot of deaths we don't get to see, but we know that they happened. But in any case, yes, Brittany's not here, so I I, I don't have to be like you. You were right, senpai. Like yes, okay. I'm glad. Nobody remind her. I guess let's change the let's change the rule. If if uh if you're not confirmed death, then let's assume you're alive in Game of Thrones. Like okay. either by like the character saying like okay, he's dead or by us being being able to see that they're dead. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. I get it. That's a good rule to have. Or zombie. Sure that's going to be right. Or zombie. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Aww. So, quickly before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. You can follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Papichulo Radio. And if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at contact at papichularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Papichula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at papichularadio.com and binge listen to your favorite Papichula Radio programs by visiting papichularadio.com slash archives and search for us in, like by using The Throne Room through iTunes and hit that subscribe button. So I'm going to start off with somewhere in the north where we see a building being raised and we're introduced to Sandor Clegane, the hound among the crew. And a Septon saved him, saying that there's a reason he's still alive. And the quote that I picked up was, what matters, I believe, is that there's something bigger than all of us. The Septon preaches to the group, calling himself an arsonist, a thief, and a murderer, and feeling shame for killing a woman's son in particular, but he says that he can't do anything to bring him back but he can stop and start helping people. 
and it's never too late to come back. And they're interrupted by men from the, the Brotherhood Without Banners who demand payment or food for protection. And when not getting any, they subtly threaten them. And when the Hound tells the Septon that he should fight, he refuses, saying that he's done fighting and violence is a disease. You don't cure it by spreading it to other people. Which the Hound responds, kind of smart, you don't cure it by dying either. And he continues to chop wood for them and just returns to see the entire group and the Septon murdered. And we just finish this story off with him just taking up an axe and just walking away really angrily. So, Brittany called it. Sandra Clegain is fucking alive. How did y'all feel with, with this? Like, with seeing him alive and then seeing all of this shit happen with this, like, fairly innocent group. Evelyn? I think he's gonna go ham. He's gonna go on in, like, in a, like, rampage to, until he gets justice for them. And he knew it was the Brotherhood Without Banners, or at least he recognized you know those people so he's gonna he's gonna find them i think he's gonna do some old school stuff to them like the old hound would do which is awesome because he is pretty badass like he's always been a pretty brutal character and then he settled down he settled down a little bit um with Arya. he he wasn't as much of a dick the way he was when he was under the lannisters uh employment i guess but um, it seemed like he just wanted to live a life of peace. Or he just wanted to get away from it and not go back to that same life. But he's being dragged into it anyway. Yeah. We had him be both like the hound, then the guy who just said, fuck the king, and, like with Arya. And now like he was trying to like get away from all of that and it's fucked. But what I thought was interesting is that He's going up against the Brotherhood Without Banners, like, in theory. The Brotherhood Without Banners are the ones that are supporting the Blackfish right now, meaning that he might see Brienne again. And I would totally I go even know to that, see actually. her too. That's, that's really interesting. That's actually something I didn't know. Um, I, I, like I said, like, it was such feel-goods, especially, like, the whole like speech about you know him being a murderer, being you know a thief, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I I thought all of that was like really like philosophical, and I'm like, okay, so we had already seen that the Hound was kind of turning into a good guy per se, you know, because I I don't feel like he was a bad guy. I feel like he just like just followed orders implicitly, and then like. Around the time he meets Sansa and Arya, he started kind of getting a mind of his own a little bit and started thinking for himself. And then at this point, I guess we can all say that he kind of is a good guy because he's kind of like helping these villagers or whatever. And I always wanted the Hound to have that redemption story where he goes from like this just like kind of military, you know, follows the orders, kind of you view him as a bad guy and turn into a good guy. And... Um, it made me really sad to see that, like, his little tribe that he was working so hard at, like, to be a part of, gets just slaughtered in Game of Thrones fashion. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> you can us. never have good shit in Game of Thrones. No, you can never have anything good. The moment I saw that, it was, like, happy-go-lucky. I was like, oh, you, you are all gonna die <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and um, he just picks up the axe, and I thought it was, like... 
I thought it was like very like um, kind of like a you know huntsman. He's not wearing any armor anymore. He doesn't have his 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 broadsword. He's just going out there with an axe, you know, to get revenge. And God knows how many people came to kill. Because I don't think you know three guys on a you know came and you know wrecked an entire village. It must have been a bunch of them. So either either we're gonna see him die killing people. Or he's going to kill everybody. And like you said, Priscilla, now that you brought this up. Because my initial thought was like, he's going to go and like get revenge and die, etc. But now that you bring this up, he might get go get revenge and somehow join up with someone. And yeah. I I actually really like that because I like the Hound. I, wanted, I, I was hoping he wasn't dead because I wanted to see more of him. I feel like he's a very dynamic character. And I feel like you know his character progression has been a little bit better than a lot of a lot of the other characters and also we're kind of missing badasses in the show like yeah. we, we need another badass you know Hodor is dead <laughs> so Aww. i'm just saying um, but um we see Arya who's trying to buy passage to Westeros so i hope that they meet up again that'd be pretty awesome Wouldn't and just go awesome? on her list like, let's go kill the mountain. <gasps> that people have been saying online that Clegane Bull, that's what they're calling it, like, that Sandor <laughs> Clegane is going to go up against, like, his brother, that that's going to be another form of revenge. I don't think it's going to be, like, the the major fight, you know, like, the fight that's going to come up that uh, it, in Cersei's, like, defense. But I think it's going to happen at some point. Like, I'm fingers crossed that the Hound, like, survives this so he can go up against his brother i can just see i can see it right now evelyn you just like you just blew my mind <laughs> i can see like a fight scene with the hound and Arya and the mountain and they're just like kind of like captain america civil war at the end of the movie spoilers where in like oh well, it's not actually spoilers because you see the it, you see it in the trailer where Bucky is fighting with captain america and they have tony stark on the ground and they're like each trading blows with him I see that. That's what I see now. I just see like the hound and, and the mountain going at it and like, you know, the hound dodging and Arya like, you know, sidestepping and hitting the mountain with, you know, um, with uh, with you needle know. and things like that. Like, oh, that sounds so good. Ugh. Either way, we're, we're getting a good storyline out of him, whether it's just him going up against a random group of the Brotherhood without banners, yep. whether it's him Brienne, or whether it's him going all the fucking way to King's Landing and fighting, like, Gregor Clegane, like, this is yeah. gonna be, this is gonna be hype. I'm interested in yeah. his storyline. And you know how I was saying last episode, like, how I was saying, like, how I said Arya's gonna die, she has to die, or, like, I feel like she has to die because I feel like her story is not really going anywhere and how there's really no connection for her like back in Westeros like how like I don't feel like she's going anywhere as a character and so I feel like either you kill her or you force something this is this is the, the hound being back is like so good for them to like reconnect in a sense and like like I said you know it, it'll be like kind of something out of Bioshock where you have your big daddy and your little sister that'd be so uh. cool. <laughs> Fuck yes. And that now she has something to connect her to Westeros. Like you're right, like her her storyline is kinda like up in the air, but now like now she has more characters that she's connected with coming back. Like Yeah, it was very muddled. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about Arya, we might as well like get 
her storyline out of the way because it's pretty short that uh, she's still on Bravos and she she paid good money to uh, get a Westerosi captain to agree to give her a cabin and let them go leave at dawn to go back to Westeros. Yep. And she just kind of looks out at Bravos on a bridge, all picturesque, and then she's stabbed by an old woman in the back who like takes off the mask and re- is revealed to be the wife of the faceless men. And she just kind of fights her off and dives over the bridge and just emerges later on an embankment, bleeding and just kind of like walking through the streets, trusting no one. And it, that that was really quick. And a part of me was just kind of like, why? Why? You know you just came from the Faceless Men. Like, you've trained to be an assassin. What makes you think that they're not going to, like, attack you when you're all alone in this bridge? Why are you letting strange old women coming up come up to you and, like, call you sweet girl? Like, you should be on your toes all the fucking time. What is going on here? I'll tell you what's going on. Plot devices. This is going on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh no like uh i i ha- i hated myself in that moment because i let my guard down like because this this was towards the end of the episode right uh i think it was um yeah it was the last part of i the let episode. my guard down because i see Arya and she i'm just like rooting for her and she's like damn she got passage to westeros like this is going good and then like i see her standing at that little bridge and i see the old lady and i'm just like <sighs> No, don't not like this. Don't do this, Game of Thrones. Don't kill her right here. She's so close to going back to Westeros. And I actually thought she died in the moment that she was attacked. Because it seemed like uh the wave like cut her throat. Like in the if you go back and see the scene, it kinda looks like that's kinda what they were going for. I feel I feel that. And then like she's get she gets grabbed and she just gets multiple like multiple stab wounds to her abdomen. And she fights the wave off, jump off the bridge, and I don't know, like, did the wave think that she had killed her? Because like she kind of just stands there and smiles, like, like she's she dead. Looks satisfied. I think yeah. she thinks that she she killed her, uh, or that she's uh, at least not in a condition to survive. Uh huh. And this is when my mind started like churning a bit, and I was like, oh man, this is. This kind of sucks because I was thinking they're going to do like the whole predictable kind of thing where it's like the underdog and everybody roots for the underdog because Arya has always been the underdog, but not even more so because like the wave is like at 100% HP and Arya is like at 50 and you know, she's just going to clutch it and like she's going to somehow kill the wave. I don't know. And I was just, it, it, and then we know she's not dead because... If you keep watching the goddamn episode, at the end of the episode, you know how they show like, like the previews. The preview, you see, you see her there, and I'm just like, oh, why? The one time that I don't watch, like, I never watch the fucking like stupid preview. Aww. I never. Do. And the one time I do, I'm just like, this is why you don't watch a preview. She's totally. She's assassins creating it though, like jumping from one side to the other. So I'm pretty sure. Like that, that stabbing, like she gets either fixed by the actress lady that she helped save or yeah. the actress lady, lady helped her pretend like she got stabbed. Although like that shanking looked deep. If, if they did that, like that is amazing prop work for like back in the yeah. day, bravos. Like, yeah. but I heard one theory that's like 
kooky and just like out of nowhere but it would have it would have been awesome if it were true that people were saying that the waif and Arya are the same person that it's kind of like a fight club sort of thing where the waif is her as no one accepting her her fate as the one of the faceless men and that she's fighting against like the part of herself that is still Arya Stark and all these scenes like it would make sense then like when Arya was blind and fighting thin air because she really was just fighting herself and I oh. that would have been so good for me like to see like that sort of like multiple personality sort of shit happening but I think this kind of proved that that's not the case although it would have been a pretty good theory that's actually pretty cool that's I uh, that's a really cookie theory and I, I hope it was true <laughs> that sounds cool um part of me like actually about talking about theories part of me hopes that this is actually jagan and he's he's the one that's after her he's the waif it's only been him and he like obviously this is obviously another cookie theory but like i feel like he's like looking for a replacement and like maybe he's been alive for you know we already know that melisandre has been alive for hundreds of thousands of years maybe so like maybe this is him like trying to pass on the baton somehow you know uh, that was just my theory i was like man what if this is some kind of like you know jogan is like trying to get her to take over and he's actually all these people that you know like the wave you know everybody that's in there but that's just me that's just me he being hopeful that that's a really good theory because he knew about the doom of valeria like and not very many people remember that story anymore. So him being ancient makes sense. Although I honestly think, Izzy, the way you were talking about like how she has like maybe like 50 HP left like right, right now, I'm thinking she's gonna do that thing where she uses like the fact that she's wounded and I don't know, lead the waif to like a certain area where it's dark, where she'll like take her out. but realizing the fact that Arya's trained into be like being blind and fighting as blind and the waif hasn't and use that like as an advantage in a fight that, that sounds really plausible but i'm actually i i'm more inclined to agree with your theory about it being all a prop because because of the preview like she can't go from like being completely damaged like i said 50 hp to like to like jumping off you know like places like assassin's creed style like maybe it is a prop maybe it is an act and i didn't even think about the actress lady being able to help her out until you mentioned her right now i didn't even think of that um so i'm more inclined to believe your theory in the sense of like maybe it is all an act and maybe then tag on what you're saying, like, you know, making her feel that false sense of security and then, you know, fucking the wave over. That's that's that seems like, like really plausible to me. And I really hope you're right. I really hope it's like it's all prop. It's like all fake because we need that. We need that more. Against the one thing that I feel we've lost is the whole Game of Thrones gamey aspect of it. And if something like that happens, that would really like reinvigorate like my love for the show because like when it was like all like uh king's landing stuff all of that was just very game of thrones 
gamey stuff, and I thought that was great. So I'm hoping that you're right. Evelyn, what theory do you think t think is like real? What do you think is going to happen with Arya? I read somewhere about the Lady Crane helping her, and it's like, oh, I've completely forgot about that lady. And so perhaps, you know, she's the one who ends up saving her. And I I, I don't know, I, I, I keep thinking, it's like, is there someone that, did we forget of someone who might be in Bravos? Because there's so many characters going all different places. It's like, was there anyone headed to Bravos? I don't, I, I can't recall of anyone. Who, like, the only one I can think surprised. of, the only one I can think of is the one where it, Izzy said, like, if we didn't see the death, it didn't happen, and we never saw the death of her teacher, her the first guy who told her to go to Bravos at one point. Water dancing, Do you remember? bro. Yeah. yeah. That's the only guy that said that his name. Which, Something like that. Yeah, I think so. I remember he had no, like cereal. that. Serial Pharrell. Pharrell, yeah. I don't know why I said. Wasn't. Am I just thinking of like the King's Landing people that went there? Uh, the Tyrell dad. I know he went. Did he go to Bravos? Yeah, he was in Bravos, but he's already returned back to King's Landing. That's when Arya killed the Kingsguard. Oh, that's true. But again, like, I don't. She doesn't have allies there like she th maybe there's people from king's landing people she knows but i don't think any of them would necessarily help her and we haven't seen like any proven in the yeah show. but i mean whether they help her or not if they know that she's a stark she's more valuable to them alive than dead because she can be used to maneuver you know their their little chess pieces back in westeros like, where is Daenerys heading, even? Like, what if she happens by? You know? I, I really want to see what happens with, with Arya. I really want her to get back to Westeros. And I really want her to reunite with the Hound. Imagine if the Hound and Arya reunited with, like, Sansa and Jon Snow. I don't think Ramsay Bolton would have a chance. Oh my god, that'd be so epic. Fuck, I would love that. But again, that, like... That's a way for Ramsay Bolton to go, being killed by the Hound. I mean, n nothing that, less epic than that. But the Hound is going up against the Brotherhood Without Banners, and they're going with the Tullys right now. Who are like So it wouldn't make sense for him to like tie up with Sansa, even though that he really liked her Like in King's Landing. He was the only one that was nice to her. So like, all, of, all of these things... like. You don't know who's going to side with who. Like, the gamey part of Game of Thrones is coming back. Exactly. You're right. I like it. <laughs> I like it, little birds. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I just really want the Hound to be back in the centerfold a bit. I I feel like <clears throat> I was, like, one of the only people, like, especially, like, knowing the other people that I that watched the show that really liked the Hound for some reason. I feel like everybody else that I knew that I watched the show was kind of like, oh, kill that bastard. But I was always like, I want to see more of him. I want to see, because he's a badass. Like, we know he fights like a badass. I really enjoy, I really enjoy him as an actor, too. I feel like he has, like, a really strong presence. Um, but, yeah. Let's, here's hoping, here's hoping that Priscilla's wrong. And she, don't ruin this for us, Priscilla. Don't call it. Aw, <laughs> uh, okay. Let us dream.
I'll let you dream. So, okay. Uh, we finished up talking about Bravo, so let's go back to King's Landing, where we have the High Sparrow talking to Marjorie, and he asks her why he, she hasn't joined the king in the marriage bed, calling it her duty, and that it doesn't require desire on the woman's part, merely patience. He kind of also subtly threatens the safety of her mother, Olena Tyrell, and Marjorie talks to her grandmother under the eye of Septonella and says that if Loras repents, he can be free, but he has to renounce his title and live as a penitent. And then she asks her to leave for Hydegarden. Uh, she sneaks in a picture of a rose on a piece of paper and Olena finally like agrees. And Sedsi tries to convince Olena to stay, but Olena just kind of like shuts her down and says that everything is her fault and says like one of my favorite quotes of the entire episode i wonder if you're the worst person i've ever met and just says she's gonna leave anyway and she leaves and god damn like if i wanted to slap anyone this entire like part of king's landing it's septonella that fucking face Oh, she's so smug. I know she's not one of the people we're gonna watch like die in front of us, but I wish, I wish we would. She's such a bitch. Basic bitch face. Oh my god. I was looking at her and I was just like, die, 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 die. I hope like <laughs> you said that we might not watch her die, but I hope <clears throat> she gets beat to death by a mace. Just like just see a, a freaking scene where she's gonna beat to death by a mace. And it's just like crushing her school. That's what I want to see for her. Because I hate her. And I, I just don't like her. She's violent as fuck, but true. Like, and I, oh God, the High Sparrows pissed me off. Like, you know now what his plan is. Like, he, he wants King's Landing and he wants it for generations. He wants the next, like, little king to be born so he can kind of, like, Put him under his sway too. And Tommen, little bitch, why the fuck are you talking about like my wife doesn't fuck me anymore? Ugh, like why the fuck are you still talking to the high sparrow? God, King Tommen is an idiot, and I'm waiting him to die too. No, don't say that. I like him, man. Yeah, I like actually, I, okay. Who's gonna take over if he dies? I like that's as much the as fun like part. Robin. Robin will take over. Oh, <laughs> well, I, hate, I hate Robin. I want him to die. <laughs> you guys are so mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Like, I can't stand him, like, little bitch. Like, come on. Like, grow some balls. Like, this is still the little kid who was playing with a cat and doesn't know how to, like, deal with his wife and stuff. Like, I don't know. He's, he is not, he's not ready to be king, and he will he never be. To, he knows how to play with a cat, not get the cat. Uh, <laughs> whatever like I, I can't fucking stand Tommen I can't stand the High Sparrow I can't stand Septonella and because I can't stand them they're probably gonna live throughout all of the Game of Thrones but I don't want them to I want them to die I want that to be a satisfactory end I see what you say and to a larger extent I still don't like that entire arc like I don't like to like Sunday we saw, um, you know, Marjorie giving the little rose that she drew on that piece of paper 
And I was like, my girl, oh yeah, you know? And like the grandma <laughs> is like, the yeah, and the grandma was like, I got you, fam. I got you. You know, like, I, I really like that. But then, like, there was nothing else. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> thanks, I guess. What the hell do you think that Rose meant? That she was still a Tyrell at heart? Yeah, like, some kind of, like, solidarity. Like, hey, I know what I'm trying to, like, like tell you. Don't I, worry about reason. me. Yeah. Like, be good, fam. I know what I'm doing. And the and the, the grandma was like, all right, got you. I, that's, that's the one thing I'm kind of, like, iffy towards. I don't know whether that means that she's in control of the situation or it's that... I'm still Marjorie Tyrell, but like I need you to trust me and get the fuck out and I can't I can't do anything for you. Like there's two things. Either she she can play or she's a pawn in this game and she realizes I think, it. I think if we were looking for like evidence that she's playing this, this was it. Because like um there's no other better truth because she like always tells her grandma everything. She's always planning with her grandma. And like for her, like you know what kind of person her grandma is. Like she gets shit done, and she trusts her, 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 her. You know she trusts Marjorie. And if like she's like, hey, look, like I'm still with you guys. Like this is proof. Another thing is like, when you see her give her the paper, she kind of like squeezes her hand, and like you, she could have gave her paper like, you know, like simply by grabbing her hand like uh softly or whatever but there was like squeezing involved and it was kind of like a little like apprehensive i thought it was so i feel like even then like she's like trying to like hey get a clue like i know what i'm doing kind of thing and i think for me this solidifies the fact that marjorie she's playing the shit real well and even the whole tommen thing with the high sparrow that might even be a play for her from her like we don't know how much she's freaking like playing this game and i feel like at this point the sparrow is locked deep in her web i feel that's what i feel i feel like marjorie's like she's she's a baller right now like i i'm really hoping for that i'm hoping for that too just because like she, I, I i feel like she's the mouse in the trap right now that she's trying to like figure out a way to win this game like Marjorie realizes she's losing right now, but like, kind of like the North never forgets. Like Marjorie never forgets. She's gonna take whatever chance she has and like ruin shit or like start shit. Like I don't know. I'm scared for Marjorie, but now I feel better knowing that she like she's not joined the cult. She hasn't drunk the Kool Aid. She's still Marjorie Tyrell. I don't know. No, I don't think that. You know, she's the mouse in the trap. I agree with Izzy that she's playing the game because she's the one that, you know, she's the one that took that initiative with the High Sparrow and, you know, got Tommen in on it because she weighed her options and that was her best option. So she's in control. I don't think she's ever lost control other than when she was kept captive. But um, at that point, she was just trying to figure out how to best get out. And, you know, what was her best option? I mean, she still has Loras to keep in mind, and he's still imprisoned. But as long as she's cooperating, I think they'll keep him alive. But, you know, since they can't touch Loras at this point, then they're like, well, you know, your grandma's over here trying to attack us and shit. 
So they're going to try and go after her. And so she had to make sure her grandma got out safely. And so that's why we see her leaving. And she can't stay whether fucking Cersei wants her to or not. Because her safety is paramount. And she's not going to divulge any of that information to Cersei. Because you can never trust Cersei. She's a piece of shit. Yeah. That's a, that sounds good. I think it'll even more, be more telling if the next episode that we see, like, the High Sparrow gives her shit for it and be like, how come her, your grandma left? I thought you were going to try to like, convince her and shit. Like, why did she leave? And then she kind of, like, spins it. If she spins it next episode and he's like, oh, okay, I see what you mean or whatever, then we know that fucking Marjorie is hella playing that game. You know what I mean? Well, she did it, like, right there in front of Septonella. You know, they don't completely trust Marjorie because she's always been pretty scheming. I mean, like, no one can really deny that. But they have Septonella shadowing her and make sure she doesn't plot. And so for her to be able to do this right in front of Septonella, that, you know, lets us know, hey, you know, she knows this is going to get to the to the High Sparrow and she really doesn't care. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot about that bitch being in the room in the, the last five minutes. <laughs> oh my god. I am hoping y'all are right and that Marjorie's like playing this fucking game. Like, you've been right before. I'm hoping you're right again because that would make the story more epic. So, hey, I think Priscilla, we've talked about King. Uh huh. Before we move forward, can I backtrack a little bit? Sure. Wasn't Serial, uh, the, the water dancing guy, yes. wasn't he, like, wasn't his religion also the many-faced god? Yes, he was. Remember remember what we always say at the end of the show? I know, but, like, oh, that's true. But, um, <laughs> what if what if he was jogging? Oh, god, what I if, hope not. What if like, it's always been him? I hope not. He was such a good guy for season, and then Jockin comes along. Like, and he's I like okay. Jockin, though. No, what I'm saying is, what if Serio has been protecting Arya this entire time, and like, Jockin is Serio, and we just didn't know that. Shit. I'm just um, saying. I'm just throwing it out there because, like, I feel like Serio survived. This is my feeling, and then I think it would be like telling that like Jogger killed freaking three people in a castle by himself like <laughs> come on man sword. on one hand i'm like fuck yeah serial's back on the other i'm like he just if he is then Jockin just like asked the waif to kill Arya. that's not cool that's not what serial would do maybe the waif is Jockin. yeah well, maybe i, I I think she's a faceless man, but I don't necessarily feel like she's Jack, and I just feel the waif is the waif. She's one of the faceless men, but not the head. She's not Jack. No. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to throw that out there, because I thought it was like... I don't know. I just thought of it right now, and I thought it was me. I think it's too many seasons, though, like, from season one all the way to now. Like, what, what season did uh, Catelyn Stark die? Uh, and she's still not back and she's supposed to be back so you know I think if they're going to bring anyone back that's been long dead for several seasons it should be her and I've been reading online 
you know, that all those pieces are starting to fall together, like the proper parties and the, you know, in the right place, the right time for it to happen. But I honestly don't think that, like, Lady Stoneheart's going to make an appearance, and they've said so. But you yeah. can never trust them. They've been saying Jon Snow was dead forever, and then, lo and behold, he wasn't. He was alive. Or he came Someone back. said that maybe Arya's going to be Lady Stoneheart, and I fucking hope that's not the case. Like, I want to see her as Arya fight. I, I want to see yeah. her as a zombie. That would suck. <sighs> I don't know. Thanks for showing the cereal thing. Now I'm now I'm questioning everything, Izzy. Good. Uh, so okay. Now that we've finished with all that shit, let's go to River Run, where we have the the phrase threatening to hang Edmure Tully, then slit his throat. But the blackfish never, like, yields the castle. He just refuses and says, like, for them to kill him anyway. And Jamie and Bronn's forces join the phrase. And Jamie ta- forcibly takes command of the siege away from them. Uh, lame Lothar Frey and Blackwalder Rivers. By backhanding Rivers into submission, which is pretty badass. And Jamie and Brynden, the blackfish Tully, they parlay. And the blackfish asks if he's... Hey, are you fulfilling the vow you gave my niece? You gave Caitlyn? Do you have Arya and Sansa? But he hasn't. He Jamie just kind of demands that the Blackfish leave the castle. And the Blackfish is just kind of like, you know what? I know Edmure is, is marked for death either way. It doesn't matter. And even if you do breach the walls, hundreds of my men are going to die. But thousands of yours are going to die. And one of like a good line being like bargaining with oathbreakers is like building on quicksand then that they have enough provisions for two years to hold against their forces and he only came to parlay to get the measure of jamie and says i'm disappointed and walks away the blackfish is such a badass like i lived in this castle i will die in this castle like if any like if i saw anyone this episode, like, the, the Blackfish and, like, the uh, the Lady of Bear Island, like, later, are the best characters I've seen this episode. Like, holy shit. Like, I love him. Like, I completely agree. No matter what he does, Edmure's gonna die. Whether they're gonna hang him or slit his throat or whatever, he's going to die. So, the best he can do is just protect what's theirs protect what's the tullies against the phrase and anytime a fray gets like backhanded or hurt it's it's good for me like i hate that fucking house i hope they get theirs this season but in any case like this was a great episode the like this was a great part of the episode i just i can't fucking stand jamie i want him to die like, I, I'm the only one who, like, in my group of friends that watches this that hates Jamie. Like, he's, again, he's a kingslayer. He's an oathbreaker. He doesn't keep any of his promises. And I want him to die. Awful person. But what did y'all think about the, the Blackfish and Jamie? Um, <clears throat> the whole, like, I wanted to measure you kind of sentence. I'm like, I was like, motherfucker, this guy's missing a fucking arm. You can't fucking measure a man, you know, right now. Like, he's obviously trying to do, like, the better thing. 
Like, I just found it redundant that he was like that. I was like, <sighs> not because I like Jamie, but because the entire, that entire section was redundant to me. I was like, no shit. Like, we could have, we could have not wasted five minutes for them talking here. It was pointless. <laughs> like, uh, I fucking love this scene and you're just kind of like, I hated it. It was pointless. <laughs> it was pointless. I'm like, oh, but what was cool was the fact that we saw Braun again. Now, let me tell you what about my boy Braun. He don't give a fuck, okay? Braun talks shit to everybody. He doesn't care who you are, what your status is. He'll talk shit to you. And that's why I love him. And we need more of him in Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. I need, I need the Blackfish to pay him off, like, higher than the fucking... That, than Jamie is so he can switch sides. I would fucking love that. But I Jamie- can't have... I can't have Braun die. Uh, yeah, I, I can't have him either. But like to your point, <laughs> he's like, I want like a castle, I want a lordship, I want a prettier lady. And Jamie's like, he's like, you got it. Lannisters, shut the fuck up. Don't even say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, it's like bro, you fucking savage. I no, the part that was savage was when he's just kind of like, that's like saying I have a bigger cock than the insulin. I'm just like, oh, oh, why? Oh my God, Bron, you're the best. Like, yes, Bron is the best. We we need him to hook up with with Tyrone again, man. I miss him and Tyrone. Him, <laughs> Tyrone, and the spider together. Oh my God. It wouldn't and be so like to that. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be a, a a dark fantasy drama. It'd just be a comedy. That that's what your Game of Thrones would be. It would turn straight up into a comedy. Aww. I don't know. But I, I like feel them like they just like with their quips back and forth, being like the spider and his like cattiness. It's almost like a sassy gay man. I love it though. And I love I, I love all of those guys. Those guys are funny. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite show is Littlefinger and the Spider together. Yeah, that yeah. Those, those guys are they get down pretty good. I don't think that they'll ever like meet up again. I think I don't Priscilla, know. Priscilla, a man can dream, Priscilla. Why you gotta be <laughs> hating, man? Did you get up today and drink that haterade? What's wrong with you, Priscilla? I always drink that haterade. It soothes me Damn, in the morning. Fam. <laughs> it's like no, coffee. Going back to that scene though, I really like the interactions between Jamie and Braun. And I thought that again, I reiterate, I feel like Braun is such a cool character. I don't want him to die ever. He's like my he's like I have like a list of people that I really like in Game of Thrones. And he's like number two. You know, like and then my boy Tyrone is number one. But um And Tormund number I feel three, I feel like that's he huh? And Tormund number three? Uh, no, that's Jon Snow and then Tormund. I just feel like that scene was pointless. I feel like, I know it wasn't pointless, but to me, it was like, I I didn't need to watch this. I didn't need five minutes here. You know, I just, I needed him to like, I needed to go faster. And I feel like we needed more of the little girl in the north. Because the little girl is so good. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I really didn't like the scene. I find it pointless. I kind of find it bo- I found it really boring. Man, I didn't I don't I didn't find the blackfish all that like intimidating or like I guess because he's an old dude and I just I'm just like snide against old people <laughs> all the time. But like that's I just, just thought he was an angry old dude too and it's like, "Oh, he's not as badass as like 
Lady Mormont was. He's just, you know, a cranky old man. But, um... No, go ahead. Don't you no, feel like, like they hype... Don't you feel like they hyped him up? Like, the blackface, the blackface, the blackface. Yeah, we, we'd met him before, and we knew he was grouchy, but, you know, like, that, wasn't he the one that took the bow and yeah, shot the arrow? Like yeah, he was just a grouch, and so he didn't really seem, like, all that badass or anything. And I like Jamie. He has some shit moments, but he has some pretty awesome ones, too. Like, him and Brienne was, like, the best. And I totally, you know, wish wish that would happen, but I know it's not going to because of that whole thing of Tormund being creepy. Can we talk about his armor? I'm waiting for Tormund and Jamie to meet up. Oh my god. Fuck yes. You guys didn't like Jamie's armor, by the way? I hated it. I thought it was freaking awesome. Black and gold. I was like, dang, you styling, bro. Well, it's because I play World of Warcraft, and I was looking at it, and I was like, that's, like, level 5 shit. Well, not five, but that's no level you, shit. You've lost complete respect from me. The fact that you think that there's, like, WoW armor that looks, like, much better than that. I'm just gonna remind you, the orc shoulders have not, like, should not exist. They're bigger than human. Oh, yeah, no, they're ridiculous. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of his armor. Like I like Brienne. The set he gave Brienne a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I agree. I wonder what kind no. of stats it had. <laughs> what is it with today in video games? Like we've already mentioned, like Assassin's Creed and Bioshock. Now World of Warcraft. God. So used we're to such nerds. No, I recognize that we're nerds. That's it. Like, gee. Okay, <laughs> too good okay before we get to the fucking awesome like la like moments in the north i just want to get past like this the, the moment that i thought was just kind of eh, what what the hell did we have it here like it's the moment in volantis where you have theon and his sister yara greyjoy they're spending their last night there before preparing to leave to outrun yeah. euron greyjoy and sailed a marine to make a pact with Daenerys and ultimately take back the Iron Islands. And that's where you get like kind of Yara being nice by saying, I'll never hurt you, little brother, but also showing some tough love by being like, by demanding that he drink all the ale, stop cowering, and be Theon Ironborn. And one of the most like metal things she says is like, if you're so broken, you're not coming back, end it. Take a knife and slit your wrists. But it seems like he kind of shakes himself off, and she goes to fuck a whore, and he go he gets ready to leave. Then I'm just kind of like, why? Why did we need this? Like, this was pointless to me. We already knew that Theon is Theon, and, he, and he's not Reek anymore. We already knew what the plan was to go to Marine. So why is this here? She confirmed that she's a lesbian and her plan is to seduce Daenerys. Oh, fuck. Yes. I, I really thought that that extra part of the scene was, like, really not needed. And I, I'm i not, like, trying to be, like, you know, like, a social justice warrior or anything like that. I just feel like this is what I feel every time I see a scene in Game of Thrones. I always judge it by was it needed or was it not needed? If it wasn't needed, then it was a fucking waste of time, and you just you just 
wasted more time for other scenes that could have been implemented into the show that we're not gonna get because the fucking show ends in three episodes so like stop wasting my fucking time like with the blackfish with the scene with you know Greyjoy and his sister like everything leading up to her like oh I'm gonna go fuck this girl was like great the boobs were great too I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna sit here and lie to your fucking faces the boobs are great but like be like be like Hey, you know, like, get your shit straight, boy. And then Greyjoy being like, "I, right, sister. And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go smash some pussy. And that's it. That's all you needed. But no, it was like fucking 30 minutes long. And I'm like, oh, come on. Just <laughs> both of you die already. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just me. I feel like sometimes Game of Thrones throws scenes that are just a fucking waste of time. And they don't really do anything for me. So I, I actually forgot that that happened. This is how, like, my, my brain works. I just block it out. When something's a waste <laughs> you, of time to me, I just I forgot. And I was like, "Oh shit, that that did happen." I forgot you block about out that. the bad part. Yeah, wow. I was like, I forgot. I forgot about the set of tits that happened this episode. Okay. <laughs> really, that's all it was. It was just kind of like pretty. Like that's that's all you got. That was it. And honestly, though, like you you kind of needed some girls because that great like that island Pike. It was filled with dudes, ugly dudes at that. Like, it was nice to see something pretty before everything fucking goes. Like, god damn it. But it really was a waste of time. At least I felt. Evelyn, did you get anything out of this episode? Like, out, out of that part? No. I don't really like Theon. You know, I supported Ramsay in his choice to torture Theon. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think that there was anything there that you know, further the development of the episode, I think. I mean, it's just there, like, oh, hey, look, some tits. It's nice for, like, the dudes. And also so that the episode, you know, has some balance to it. It's not just action, action, action. You know, stuff Priscilla, like that. What a, what a dumb question to ask Evelyn. She only likes Ramsey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I I needed that verified. I needed that brought out again. <laughs> just to know. God damn it. Uh, I'm just trolling. So, um... We'll finish off with the North and just basically everything that happens there. So... Take the North. Take the North. So we have... Tormund and Jon Snow talking to the wildlings and we have kind of a Jesus moment where he's like he died for us if we don't do the same we're cowards and so the the free folk the wildlings agreed to um, help Jon Snow with, with his fight against the Boltons and that was a quick scene so I'm going to switch on to the other scene which was in Bear Island where we have Sansa Stark Jon Snow and Sir Danta Seaworth try to convince this new this new character, Lady Lyanna Mormont, to give troops for the war against the Boltons. And they all appeal to her in different ways. That Sansa appeals to her name, Lyanna, and she just kind of responds, are you a Bolton or a Lannister? I've heard conflicting reports. Like, she's just real sassy about that. And Jon Snow appeals based on his past serving uh, with her uncle at Castle Black, but she's like, I don't give a shit. Like, the I'm fighting wars that, like, I don't need to fight. But Davos finally, like, succeeds by appealing to her role being new and that he knows how it feels and that there's one real war going on between the living and the dead. And the dead are coming 
and as long as the Boltons hold Winterfell, the North is divided, and divided, they stand no chance against the dead. So she agrees to give all of her men that she can, she's just 62, and Davos goes, if they're half as ferocious as their lady, the Boltons are doomed. So I'm gonna stop here for a sec, and just awe at fucking Lady Liana Mormont. She's like, what, 10 years old? And already she's, yeah, she's playing all of these people, like, holy shit, like, she, she should be queen, like, she should be fucking leading King's Landing, like, Tommen, take notes, take fucking notes, because this bitch is running shit. I love her, I love Liana Mormont. Well, but I think it, it's, it's been pretty evident that, like, usually the women from the north are fucking hella strong. Like, Sansa. you know, they... Oh, mm, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we, we can't talk about Sansa. I mean, I feel like Sansa's been a little stronger now. But, like, Lady Mormont, dude. Damn, girl. That girl... I really... I, I want to see more of her. And, and I said it in that episode, in that little scene. I was like, okay, I'm down with her. I want to see more of her. And then literally, like, a little bit uh, later, we see her again. And she's, like, giving orders to people on the battlefield. Like, on the, I think, not a battlefield, but, like, you know, in the camp. And I'm just yeah. like, goddamn, my girl. I, I hope she doesn't. Like, they're introducing characters that we like. And we know that Ramsey isn't going to leave until he kills off or, like, ruins a character that we like and they just set Lady Liana Mormont into play and they set up like fucking Tormund like up like we like these characters and we know we're not gonna keep them all so I'm just kind of like fuck stop saying those evil things (laughs) what because you don't want to be ready when Game of Thrones takes them away from you (laughs) no I don't want to think about those things okay I don't want to think about her dying or Tormund more so. Like my boy Tormund. Come on, he's an innocent. <laughs> uh, all I know is like if you have a little girl saying like like dropping shit and being like, My mom wasn't pretty, but you know what she was? She was a warrior. Like God like she's got heart and courage and everything. Like I, I loved Lady Liana. Uh, the thing Everything is, I, Sansa should have been really. She's kind of like a mix between Sansa and Arya. She's like probably the strongest female character from the North, like up there with Catelyn Stark. Because yeah. I mean, Arya is very feisty. Is 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 Tarth in the North though? I mean, she's in the North, but is she from the North? I don't know whether Tarth is from the north or whether it's just one of those, like, nothing places. It's a small... It's an places, island. But... Mm-hmm. So, I don't... You're right. I don't think it's the north. So, uh, you're you're right. If if there is, a, like, the strongest northerner that we've seen that's a lady, it's Liana. She's such a badass. I love her. I love that they referenced her again because she they they were just kind of um when Stannis was talking about people like going against him that she he was like and this brat this 10-year-old brat from the north Lady Liana and I and someone mentioned this to me and I'm like holy shit I like this callback and 
God, like, I don't know. Like, I have nothing to say except that, like, I fucking loved Lady Liana. Let's, let's talk about... Take anyone's BS. Yeah, uh... To, to, like, she was awesome. But let's talk about Sir Davos. That guy was MVP in that scene. Because no matter what stance Lady Mormon had, like, Sir Davos, we see him again. Like, I, I, I remember telling you guys that I didn't like him. That he was just a fucking waste of space, old dude who gives a shit. He's missing some fingers. Nobody likes him. you guys. You like hate him. old people, Jesus. I, I do. I really do. Not like I do. Actually, I'm not gonna excuse myself. Fuck. <laughs> but anyways, but he has been like really like having a lot of presence this season, and maybe that's the reason I didn't like him because he had, didn't have presence. I think he was kind of like a throwaway character. Until the season, for me at least. And now, like, we see him be able to, like, fucking, like, you know that guy has some, like, his mouth is just OP. He can, he had, when he was born, he put all his points in charm. And, 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 in charisma. Like, he is so good at talking to people. And he convinces her. And I'm just like, my boy Davos. But oh, then, now he's your boy? Now he's yes, your boy? he's my boy Davos now, alright? Right, but he can die. I don't really care if he dies. Okay, he's, he's one really, he doesn't have protection. He's just like my boy. But to further that, how fucking pointless was this scene? Sixty-two, like, you, like there was this epic moment for fucking sixty-two. Get the fuck it out is, of that it shit. Sixty-two fierce men that like, and honestly, they had zero before this. They needed all the help they can get. I, I know that, but like, <laughs> for me, it was like, damn, this is epic. Oh, this is getting good. This is getting better. This is getting better. They got her. They convinced her. How many are we getting? 62. Fuck. Yeah. But I thought it was just, you know, to show that they're not going to have the numbers that Ramsey has. And even when they went to go um, to get more men after that, they're like, well, how many do you have now? 62. Like, oh, oh, no, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I agree with you. I, I see the point to it. But I also feel like it was, like, such an amazing build-up. Like, for such little compensation. I'm just like, oh. But what about, like, if we later see a scene where they're fighting and these 62 motherfuckers are, like, the 300 from, you know, the fucking movie 300. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. These guys are just fucking killing people left and right. No, or like, you see the first time they go to war, like they battle, like maybe the first day, and none of the 62 die. Because they're just so fucking amazing at fighting. I am hoping Well, she did that. claim that they were as, you know, they do, they battle as well as 10 mainland soldiers. So, I mean, 62 times 10, she'd have like 620. Let me remind you that that's a medieval jargon, and you shouldn't take that into account sometimes. Aww. All I know is that Sir Davos, like, it kind of made me feel a little bit better, because, like, we lost Shireen, and I thought that the, the moments between Shireen and Sir Davos were really cute, and it figures that, like, he knows how to talk to another 10-year-old girl, like, really Oh, I didn't well. even think of that. I totally forgot about Shireen, because I was like... What a fucking pointless character. Just die already. No! Oh my god, I fucking loved Shireen. When she died, like, my heart was broken. Beyond repair. I was like, 
I'm so glad you died, Shireen. Your your left side of the face looked like looked like uh the thing from Fantastic Four. You were you never were awful. Oh my god, Dizzy, like you don't like You were gonna die alone. Like girls. <laughs> you were gonna uh, die alone, Shireen. You're not a Lady Mormon. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> I like the interactions <laughs> with Davos when she was helping him read. That was cute. She was sassy yeah. too, not as not as much as, you know, Lady Mormont. But she's like she made the reference where he pronounces it Knigget and it's night. Aw. You're making me miss her. Like that all I had to say in my head was like she was she was cool. She did now. I gotta give it to you, Evelyn, actually. You you just convinced me of something. She she was useful for teaching my boy Sir Davos to read, but now that he knows how to read, good riddance. <laughs> I only have heart in my heart. I only have space in my heart for one 12 year old, and that's Lady Mormon. Let's go. <laughs> She's 10, though, isn't she? She's 10. Doesn't matter what age she is. I only have, okay, I only have uh, space in my heart for one little girl, and that's Lady Mormon. Okay. And that's not creepy at all. Uh, no! <laughs> You're making it creepy. Uh,. Izzy doesn't like old people, but he loves Lady Liana Mormont. And it figures, because she's <laughs> fucking teeny. Uh, you know what? I hope one of your beloved characters die now. What the fuck? I'm coming after Shireen. You're yeah, I hope awful. I hope, I hope the beloved character that dies is Lady Mormont, so you could suffer with me. Yes! And no! Because <laughs> that would be badass, yet heartbreaking again. And Arya. I'll take everybody you love, Priscilla. No! God damn it, Izzy. Don't you dare talk about my boy Tormund like that. <laughs> I know that's what you're doing. Hey, Jon Snow could die. Uh, not Bronn or Tyrone. Bronn, but... Tyrone, and... No. I, I don't think Tyrion's gonna die. I honestly don't think Tyrion's gonna die. But And Bronn. I don't think Bronn's gonna die. But I think Tormund has no plot armor whatsoever. Yo. His plot armor is Brienne. He's gonna grab Yeah, other than the He's whole thing with Brienne. Put her in front of him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, we have Lady Liana agreeing with them. But when they try to get uh, Lord Robert Glover to confirm Deepwood Mott for them, he refuses, saying that the Boltons helped them take the castle back from the Ironborn and that he's not going to fight alongside wildlings. And when Sansa like, kind of bitterly tells him that House Glover is pledged to aid House Stark, he says that they did. They served her father and her brother, but Robert failed to save his wife and children from being imprisoned and their people brutalized by the Ironborn. And he says, I served House Stark once, but House Stark is dead. And a part of me was just kind of like, you know what, you're right. Like, you the only people you have left to say are House Stark or someone who isn't House isn't House Stark anymore. No matter what Sansa says, she's not a Stark anymore. She's been married out. Arya's gone. Rickon is held captive. Fucking the other brother is out fucking screwing shit up because that's how Hodor dies like and John is a bastard so there are no Starks left like they're just killing them off or being useless so he's right I mean, yeah he is right and 
I actually like really had a really cringy moment with the scene because like I liked all, all everything that was happening and was being said and like yeah they have no they have no like real like reason to help them but I really hated what Sansa said like you have to like like she was like forcing it and it just reminded me of like fucking Sansa has like she has no reason to like be trying to lead anything I'm just like the fact that like he already said no, and then you push it. You're like, I'm I'm just like shut the fuck up, Sansa. Just just go, just leave. Like what the fuck are you doing? Like your name, like I had like I agree with you. Her name fucking means nothing, you know. Like the only reason Tormund is helping is because they know that they're gonna get fucked over, you know, because because they're wildlings, you know. They know that they're gonna get fucked, so they have to help. But like these people have no business getting into bed with you. Like you your brother already fucked them over. You know, like they have no reason to help. Especially with like, with wildlings. So yeah, I was just Rob, like Rob ruined shit. Like the after the red wedding night. You really the, did. The North is broken, like and it's his fault. It's his fault. And you see him mentioning like, oh, it's and like he instead of like doing what he something around the, along the lines i don't really remember the entire quote but something along the lines of like instead of like marrying the fray girl he was like sleeping with some foreign ho- like chick you know like your brother already fucked us over and like we don't want to fucking deal with you kids anymore <laughs> it's true he everything he said was true and i'm just kind of like you went to deepwood mott to ask for help it's the wrong fucking place to ask for help but in the end, you went too deep. <laughs> that pun was awful. But um, so in the end, after after every fucking thing, we have two thousand wildlings, two hundred hornwoods, a hundred and forty-three masons, sixty-two mormonts, and that's all they have going up against the Boltons. And John says, "Like it's got it's got to be enough. We're gonna fight with what we have, even if." The, even if you, you see that the, the army isn't really like a unified army, that men are fighting amongst themselves and they don't they don't honor Davos. Like they, they, so Sansa kind of disagrees and she looks at a raven and she gives it a leather. And I cheated because I fucking like went to that bit and I'm just kind of like enhance, enhance, enhance. I want to know who the, this letter is and Okay, it's going to be a spoiler, so spoiler alert here, but it's to the Knights of the Vale, it's to Peter. He, she's like, give give us your troops and you'll get like the, you'll get what you deserve. So... I don't, I don't feel like it's a spoiler because it's kind of a fucking given. Like, she already disagreed with John that this is not enough troops. Like, the, the most logical course of action is that you're gonna go call on Peter because that's the only thing you can do. Like she has to give in. You know, his offer is already on the table for her. Like I even with like the fact that that was like um, you know, all the the Imgur and the Reddit people doing that online, the fact that they enhanced it, etc. Like I was just like Really? Somebody wasted their time doing this? It's kind of fucking obvious that that's what that was she was writing. Who we else is she gonna confirmation, fucking... Izzy. We need to know. The confirmation sure. is the fact that she's saying a ra- sending a raven. You know, like, 
that's like you don't have to make assumptions. It, I think it's pretty like factual that she's gonna call up on Peter. There's nobody else that will fucking align like do an alliance with him. You know, like I was just, like the blackfish. Like, come on, it could have been somebody else. Well, she sent Brienne to talk to the Blackfish, so we know that Brienne's going to be over there soon, which I'm looking forward to. What? Yeah. Oh, because Tormund's not going to be there? She can reunite with Jamie if she wants. (laughs) Oh. Oh, damn it. That's super risky. It's super risky for her to send anything to uh, Peter by Raven because it can be intercepted. And also, like, we never know where Peter's alliances lie. He's, he's you know, not the most trustworthy of people. I mean, he's the one that sent her to Ramsey. Are we to believe that he really didn't have any idea what Ramsey was capable of? I mean, I there was rumors... I don't know if if he kills Ramsey for her, and that means she's not a Bolton anymore. If he's gonna like kind of force her to marry Robin, Robin Aaron, like the way it it kind of seemed like it was going to happen when they first. No, met. I don't think he would marry her off to Robin. Um, or maybe he will, and then kill Robin, and then try and marry her, because then she will be, you know, charged with the veil. And if he marries her, then he legit becomes Lord of the Vale. Because um, I guess Robin would have precedence over him since, um, you know, he's actually that lady's son. God damn, like that does, like, that sounds exactly like something Peter would do. And I really hope it doesn't turn out like that. Because Robin's. In a sense, I would like that because Robin's gross, but in another sense, like, Peter, that would put too many, like, that that would put too much power to Peter. Like, I I don't know how anyone would counteract that, how he but wouldn't be. One, he wants power over everything. Like, I think he, he just wants, I, honestly, I think he wants the crown, but it's going to be really hard for him to come by it since he's, you know, not a person in a position like that but we'll see what happens you know as he amasses more power that becomes a likelihood okay so did you did y'all like did y'all have every like say what y'all needed to say about the about the episode is there any more like notes easy i'm talking to you mostly did did we talk about that scene in the north with the wildlings and john snow yeah I just like brushed past it really quickly. Like, did you? Did, I I, like, I I I like that scene a lot. I I felt very a lot of bro vibes coming out of it. I was like, damn, y'all bros. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> bros and, and a lot of Jesus, a lot of, a lot of a lot of Jesus coming out of there. Like, yes. yo, this yo G- Jesus Snow died for your sins, boys. He died for your sins. I knew. Like, as soon as I heard that, I was like. Very Jesus-y. Okay. And I was like, what damn, else? that Jesus though. Like, I love like nobody questioned Torment either. Like, motherfucker, how do you know he died? Like, give me some proof. You know, they're just like, Alright, Torment, I hear you. Alright, let's do this. That's all it was. He's they're very Because like, rumors would spread super fast about that. Like, how would that not? Oh yeah, spread? that's true. You're right. I didn't even think of that. 
you know I what just I really... kind of think that like that he's like wildlings like free folk we're not complicated if you t if we tell you something like we're going to do it yeah 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 that's that's what is exactly what I was gonna say right now I really love that they're like oh we're not clever if you say we'll do it we'll do it and I'm just like damn my boy Tormund Okay. Isn't he basically like the one that would be like in charge of the wildlings that it meant has died? Yeah. Or he's in charge of a good chunk of them. Yeah, he was like second in second in command, I, I believe. He was like the Mance's right hand. He even mentioned them this episode. I think that the wildlings weren't united by anyone except Mance. And that Tormund is left over, but he's only got like the chunk that was in um that's that's in Castle Black. That there's yeah. lots of little chunks of wildlings, and that's why they were talking to that guy now. Like if Tormund commanded every single one of them, like you wouldn't have to talk to anyone. Tormund would just be like, "I got, I got my men. We're ready for this." Like they have to unite the wildlings again. But are we gonna see um, what's her name, Daenerys next episode? And are we gonna see? Sam, I really want to see what happens with him, and that. I don't know whether we'll see Daenerys, sword. but we will see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see Marine because you saw, like in the preview, at least Izzy did now. Um, Tyrion, like, and looking at kind of like a, a, a chandelier that just lights up by itself. So we're gonna see Marine. I'm not sure. So sure we're gonna see Daenerys. Spooky ghosts. That's totally Kinvara. You know it, dude. That's actually, I just thought of them. Like, we haven't seen any ghosts in Game of Thrones. <laughs> they don't... I, Yo, I don't, don't you fucking say they don't exist. Whites exist. I, you were about to say it, and you, you stopped. Yeah, I was about to say it, but then I stopped myself. Whites exist, so zombies exist, so maybe, maybe ghosts exist. I don't know. I don't know. And then rock people exist, too, if you think about it. <laughs> There's some Dio dudes out there. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Anything can happen in Game of Thrones. We'll put it yeah, that way. Even Geo dudes. Hey, I really hope we get a scene with Daenerys or um, something in Marine. Something happening. Holy I, shit! You actually I, said that. Yeah, you, I missed them this episode. No, but I think I missed them this episode because it was like beat for beat. The last episode's like North, Westeros, Marine, Daenerys, North. Western Marine Daenerys, and then like this episode was like the Hound, <laughs> Westeros, uh, uh, the North, and I'm just like, yo, where's my, where's my Marine? Where's my Daenerys? <laughs> this is like a fucking like a discounted Game of Thrones episode. Where's, where's the rest of the show? Where, what's going on up there? I need to know. When you have you three have episodes left, what are you doing? No, 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 no. The better question: Where's Ramsay? We haven't seen that guy. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my god, you both yes. are like blowing my mind here. But it's true. We need more Ramsey and we need more Marine. I like, can't we believe we got that. Sh we got that shitty scene with the Greyjoys, but we didn't get a scene with Ramsey. That's bullshit. I call BS. You know what? Boycott. <laughs> You're not boycotting Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I fucking I I, <laughs> I caved. So I already like I just said boycott and I caved. Like I caved instantly. <laughs> I knew it. I could hear it in your voice. You're like, but no, boys, no. No, but I agree <laughs> with Evelyn. We we need more of um, what's his name? Uh, 
uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. I miss him. And he has Rick on, so I want to see what's going on with him. Is he what? even uh, alive? I don't even give a shit about Rick on, honestly. I, I kind of feel the same way that, like, the Blackfish feels about, like, that guy. Like, he's he's marked for death. No matter what you do, he's fucked. He's gonna die. So I don't care. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, he, he means nothing to me. Bye, Rickon. Is a Blackfish a Shinigami? Because he can see when people are about to die? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm hope so. Wondering. Is Death Note crossover with Game of Thrones? Who has Death Note, if that's the case? George R. R. Martin has the Death Note! Oh yeah, that's true! I I remember seeing that picture. Maybe that's why I'm bringing it up. Yes. It was bad, man. (laughs) So, now that that's over with, like... For every chapter in our journey through Esos and Westeros, we owe the Iron Bank of Bravos a debt, and we always pay our debts. And to do so, we give favor towards each show in coin, be it one golden dragon or ten. So how many was this episode worth to you? And I'm going to start off with Evelyn. I'm going to say it was a seven. It was it was pretty good. You know, it was up there. But, um, you know, it left us hanging with Arya thing. And Izzy was 100% right. I wish we would have seen more from the different storylines as opposed to... Like, the amount of time on storylines that maybe we're not so interested in. And, um, there was no Ramsey, so it can't be a 10. <laughs> okay. So, what do you give it, Izzy? How many gold dragons is it to you? I was prepared, coming on here, I was prepared to give this episode a 10. But after speaking about it at length, I'm going to say it's a 6. Just what? because... I, Evelyn reminded me that there was one, no Ramsey, and we haven't seen him in a while. Two, there's a ton of pointless scenes where I was just like, please just stop. Just show me some Marine, show me something else, you know? And now, I, now, like, the more I think about the episode, it was like there was some really high moments to it. And I think the pacing of it overall was really, really great. But as it goes, like, when it comes to like action and story and everything else, there's been episodes in this season that are far superior to it. So it's going to get a six. You did this. All of you did this. <laughs> okay. You gave it a six. I'm going to, I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to give it a nine simply because holy shit. Like the supporting actor, the one that came, that, that came on as I forgot what it like the Septon for this one. He did a oh, fucking yeah. amazing job. Like and Liana, the, the 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 new little girl that just came out, like she also did an amazing job. Like, I left this episode feeling like if you're gonna do setup, that's what it has to be. Like this is great. We get Braun back. We see like a little bit of torment. We get like a great like guest star. We get somebody that I thought was dead that came back. Like. We even see Arya get stabbed and like the big like and trying like worrying about her actually like as opposed to being like why is she fucking here like this was a great episode not you know what, something Priscilla? that's like ten but it's a nine. I'm gonna edit my score, Priscilla, if you will allow me, because I I you just said some things. See now I'm fucking I'm so wishy washy. When we first started this show, <laughs> I was like 
it's a fucking three. It's a five. It's six. It's done. And then you just started talking about the little girl and the beginning scene and that new like guest star actor. And I'm like, fuck, this episode's an eight. So there. Yay. Okay. So we boosted up the scores, but now I, I'm gonna ask about the most valued players. Because if you, you win the Game of Thrones or you die. So who is your most valued player? And I'm going to start out with Evelyn again. I'm going to have to say the MVP for me was probably... Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want to say Lady Mormont, but she didn't have enough of a role. I'm going to say the Hound. Because he's back and he means business. Like, you know he's going to get revenge, and we know that that's going to be an amazing storyline because he's a badass, and he's not going to, you know, be lame about it. He's going to be a savage. So I'm really looking forward to that. So my MVP is the Hound. Okay. So we got the Hound. Izzy, I'm going to allow you to go next. I love that you're like snarky. You're being snarky already. I can hear it in your voice. My boy Tormund. Come on. (laughs) It's always gonna be my boy Tormund. You know? My boy Tormund, he's like, hey, yo, us wildlings, we ain't clever. But we'll get shit done. You know, he has continued to prove that he is the bro bros. That, yeah, he's a little creepy and he might be socially awkward. But my boy Tormund... He's always gonna back that Jon Snow up. He's always gonna be here for them, for him. Come on, Tormund MVP all the time. And honorable mention Bronn, cause he is a fucking. He's just he's a fucking savage. He doesn't give a shit who you are. He'll talk shit to you. He doesn't care. I would have given it to Bronn over Tormund, but it's your MVP. So my MVP is Liana. Like, oh, holy shit. Like, I left that episode feeling like this girl should have the throne. This girl should not die. This girl is everything. She's strong. She's fierce. She's smart. Like, and all of this acted by a 10-year-old. Like, you have to, like, I fucking love Ian McShane. He did a really great job, like, as the, as the Septon that dies. Like, he, but he's a seasoned actor. To see this, like, um, the, like her stand up to the actors who play like Jon Snow, Sir Davos, and Sansa, like, with such a plum, like, just really well, I, I, I'm left in awe of her. She's great. Like, she is. Diana Mormont, Miles Valley player. That's Please a, don't die. That's a great pick, actually. That's a really great pick, and you, you actually like point out some things like. Um, about her as a as like the casting of her it could have been a if it was like a a 20 let's say a 19 20 year old girl who plays that role i don't think that she would have been as impactful as how she is and how like her acting is so fucking on point because like the moment you fucking see her you're like damn this little girl she fucking means business she ain't fucking around you know, and the fact that she has like her sentinel, her war sentinel to the left, and her mesa to the to you know to the right, um, you know that she's like, she's like down to business. She knows her shit. So I completely agree with you. She like the casting was perfect, the acting was perfect. She was really great. 
Uh, um, too bad she's gonna die. Oh, you know what? She's my most valued player. Please don't die. I love her. So, with all that in mind, now our watch has ended. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychularadio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. We'd love to hear from you. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. I have to think about it. <laughs> and, and Izzy's just kind of like silence. We don't tell the god of death anything. Nah, you don't tell him anything. You just like, you just like, I. Right. No, if you know, if you use the cloak from Harry Potter, he can't. The god of death can't do shit. <laughs> you know so. what? You know what do we say to the god of death? Here's torment. Here's Bron. Take him. How dare you? <laughs> you know, everybody you, everybody you love, Priscilla will die before you because you. <laughs> That is awful. Oh my god. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Join us every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night.